What did one DNA say to the other DNA? Uh, Do these jeans make me look fat? The, the fact Sickening. that you love that one. Oh my god, I you love know it's great. So it's weird being on the other side of it. <laughs> right? It's really weird. Right? Yeah, I'm not, I don't know how comfortable I am. Right? I usually have so much power. Yeah. I feel it's, naked. It's, I feel like I have, I feel like nothing. It's January 31st. It's time for another episode of Barely Standing, Panabelt Trades, the Jackhammer Jordan Schofield, and Nathan James. Nedge. No Matt this week. He's out sick. Game time decision. Thought he could come. Can't come. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just filling we'll in. Yeah, later. No, yeah. I was just filling in for yeah, Matt. Bonk, yeah. bonk. Bonk. I mean, yeah, Matt. We are spirit. three strong this week. Uh, next week, we'll be back to four, hopefully. Fingers, if, fingers crossed. Are you out of town, Jordan? <laughs> I'm, I am, but I'm here on the day we were. But let's just get yes. one thing straight. <laughs> I am, actually, but let's no. Let's get one thing straight. You can always guarantee that there will be an episode of Beerly Standing. We that's, are here for you every week. That's right. Yeah, well, as much as holidays. possible. Well, unless yeah, it's I Christmas, mean, summer, we go down to one episode, but we're there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're there. Yeah. Like we think about it. We at least communicate it. Yeah. Right. We're like, right. hey, are we right. doing this this week? No, it's the summer. We would like to not do it. But Flight to Pike Tuesdays, back for another fresh one. We're fresh off a Flight to Pike of Jim Carrey, spelled with two R's apparently. Took a real fucking bath on that. <laughs> I mean, I was really confident it was one R. You got, that, you got that message from Jamaica. Yeah, that's tough. And I'm assuming I was like not the first person that. No, no I got a couple I more. Because I said that, like, I caught that pretty hey, you know what? You knew who the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean. If you have been with this podcast since the very beginning, I'm good for one typographic. <laughs> Same thing. I do the graphics for my yeah. uh, boys' high school hockey team, and every graphic that put up, there's a misspelled word somewhere. Gave a kid wrong name at the start of the year in the meet the team. That was always fun. Right. But I make up for it. You know, if you, hey, if you think you can do better. I was about to say. If you think you can do better, throw us a DM. I'll talk. We'll talk. Come on in. Maybe you can do it. You can do it for me. Do it for free, Pat. You did yeah. uh, You did graphics for free for another podcast. Exactly. Not anymore. That podcast ended up sucking. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I tried. Not not because of the graphics. Though. No. They enjoyed those, and then now it suffered because of it. Um, last week, we had Flight to Pine Jim Carrey. James, congratulations. Big dub for you. Another one? Big dub. Uh, you had 46% of the vote. I had 47 like the week before. Too. I know. that's funny. You're on, you're on a heater. fucking heater, man. Uh, Matt came in second with 42, and I came in third. Percentages don't matter. What was it? Um, it was 13%. Mm. It wasn't great. Tough. That doesn't make sense. I mean, I rounded off some numbers. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's how you do it with math. Mm, not necessarily. Yeah, if you round no, up. No, with right? percentages, it has to equal 100. You can't well, under, equal I understand that part of it. Yeah, so what did I get? 40, so I'm not 101%. Why don't we just drop you down to 12? Sure, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Judges? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this week, uh, we decided we're going to go back to a little bit of sports. We talked about last week. We thought about doing this, and then we thought we were going to be four, so we'd save it. But we're going we're gonna to soldier on without Matt. Uh, miss you, buddy. Hopefully, you're back next week. We think you will be. Unless you're too sick again, but we'll see. Um, so, this week, a flight and a pint. Jordan, do you remember what we said? No, I wasn't here. You go ahead. We are doing a flight and a pint of James. Do you remember what it is? Uh, underrated athletes. Underrated athletes, underappreciated athletes. So, we're going to do a five-round draft. You're going to pick one from the major four sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, and NHL, and then one miscellaneous that cannot fit in those four categories. Hmm. So, any other sport. We've done this in the past before. Uh yeah, so baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and whatever the fuck you want. Uh, James, you won last week. Let us know what the order will be. Pat, Jordan, Pat, James. You fucker. Yeah, I like that. Why would Thank you, you put me Thank first, you. exactly? Jordan, Pat, James? Yeah. Okay, all right, I like it. All right, so. What the, like. We're, we're cooking, we're cooking. Jordan, I want to talk about <laughs> Jamaica, but I want the people to, to tune in on Thursday here about your Jamaican experience. You want I mean, back? we can talk, you want to talk a little bit about Jamaica? No, I don't. This very moment? <laughs> no, I don't. How about just like a touch? What do you want to talk about? Mm, Jamaica has sports. <clears throat> and when Jamaica has sports, uh, they enjoy them. You're stalling right now, aren't you? Nope. Okay. Sure. All right. So, uh, Jordan, kick us off for flight and a pint of underrated, underappreciated athletes. Okay. Son of a bitch. Um, listen, I, I did. I did. 
a ton of prep this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got back last night. I did. I got back last night. I figured you would have like we were talking for at least an hour before James showed up. I thought you would maybe look. No, because like up. when I go away, I like go away. Like I like disappear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't really look at much. I did listen to the episodes. Okay, they were they were good. Okay. They were good. I listened. Pick someone. No, I listened to them before <laughs> I went to sleep. So thank you for helping me catch some seeds. Um, underrated athletes. I'm going to start with baseball. Um, I think this is someone who didn't get enough MLB wide acclaim for his skill set and what he did because of the, I mean, maybe the time and place he kind of came after the blue Jays initial run, but he was a, a true God in Canada. I just don't think he got the credit he deserved. I will take Carlos Delgado first overall. That's not a terrible pick for someone who's thinking about it off the top of his head. I, I was always kind of mystified by like, like he was like he was a real he was a good player, right? I know you're not you two on Jays yeah, fans, I, but he I, was like no, the I, backbone. Well, the thing was, I used to watch I used to watch Jays all the time because it was what was on TV in my house. Because Matt and my dad are both big fans. There was one season I think he went into the All Star break with like thirty home runs, like a com- yeah, like a comical. He was amount. he was a fucking force for like there was a very short span, and then he went to the Mets and kind of disappeared. Yeah, I, I just I just never understood like I think maybe maybe it was like the social social media wasn't as big too, but I just felt like he he got his due in Toronto and then you guys could tell me if he got his due in Canada. I don't really I don't really think much. Uh, I think he was forgotten too quickly. Mm-hmm. I is, agree with that, yeah. Is, is where I go with that. I think he was your Joey Batista before Joey Batista. Mm. He was He was Car- Car- would, Carly Bats. He was would, the Roger Clemens after Roger Clemens. I would right? say like I just, would say he was the reason he's not remembered as fondly as Jose Batista is gonna be, not as a lot of flash with Delgado. He was steady no. Eddie. Yeah. He was steady well, Eddie. He was though. before the whole bat flip, you know yeah outbreak and all that kind of shit is that what you're calling it a bat flip outbreak well a A bat-demic the renaissance of the bat flip i don't know like it's just so he was he was playing ball in a time where it was lunchbox right like it Mm. was you just pick up your lunchbox and you go to work and there was there wasn't a lot of flash and flair right so i would say i think he had more personality than i think we remember um I think the Blue Jays' lack of success overall, yeah, when yeah. he was around, is what's going to contribute to was, him being forgotten. It always felt like like that was that was the Roy Halladay era too, right? Yeah, and it felt like those two kind of got lost. And, like, Halladay was just so dominant, you couldn't ignore you couldn't him. Deny it, yeah. But like Delgado was like, oh, we're sad to see him go, and then the next season's like, okay, we don't, he's gone. I always thought um, in Toronto that walk with me on this. If you could flip. Like, Sundin and Delgado were very similar, yes. both, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But Sundin played hockey. Yeah, and you're and always like, going to get more shine and when he's he always going to get... So, it was one of those things where, like, those were the two dudes in Toronto of those sports. And what, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to get my timelines right. I didn't look up Carlos Delgado. Is that the same time as Vince, as Vince Carter was in no, Toronto? No, he was a touch before. Okay. Um, But, like, I would say, like, he was, like... Like, in basketball, he was the, the Jay Stoudemire. Oh. Right? Like, it was just, like... He was there. The he was moment good, in and time, then, yeah. he was the best player on some not awesome teams, mm-hmm. and like Tony you know, Batista was on the team when he was on t- the team. With yeah, that awful the, batting stance. The, the, oh man, you had Tony Fernandez for a mm. while, like a lot of Tonys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the thing. Like at least the Leafs had that one, a couple runs with Sundin, but like the Jays had nothing. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I just, I've always thought Carlos Delgado was underrated. Not just by like Jays fan, like just Jays fans outside of that era too. Like mm. I don't think they remember him as fondly as I do. So I also have a signed home run baseball, so I'm also kind of biased. That's pretty cool. That's, kind That's of pretty sick. cool. That's pretty like cool. a legit cool. home That's run sick. baseball. Yeah. All right, so Carlos Delgado off the board, first overall pick. I feel like there's no, there's no like true like one one who should win one one. Well, no. under no. underrated's tough because it's like underrated to whom, and I think right? James, like James, you and I talked about this la- last week after we recorded. We wanted this draft to be more of a, like, oh yeah, that guy draft. Yeah. Oh, is that what we're? It's, oh. That's what we're going for. Like, okay, oh, like, with a little bit of shine. Like, I feel like we should have called it the oh yeah that guy draft then. I feel like we can go back and do something like that. I feel like I wanted to oh, draft you, okay. where we pick like just random mm-hmm. 
athletes that are like, oh fuck yeah, he was cool for like a year. Because I always go to Bubba Franks as the oh yeah oh, that that's guy. Great. That's I know, great, so it's like yeah, no, it's, it'll just be a pack. All right, so so my <laughs> it'll just be a pack. oh that, Aaron Campman. So my first. Oh pick, yeah, that guy. I'm actually gonna go to hockey. <laughs> Uh, I thought about this long and hard. I got three names on my list. Try to get three Wayne names Gretzky. On... <laughs> yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Oh, actually, his brother. Uh, no, no. Uh, I'm gonna go with a goalie. Okay. And I'm gonna pick a guy who I think just because he was kind of overshadowed by another goalie during a rivalry. Like he, the guy's got three cups that I'm about to pick. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, he's got over 400 wins. He's got a save percentage over over 900. It's Chris Osgood. It's Chris Osgood. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- your rivalries against the Avalanche. You go out on the ice and you start. No, that wasn't him. That was Vernon. But whatever. The the great Osgood had a toss. Though. He did have. Was it with? He had a go. Vernon with... was like the first time. Okay, yeah. Like yeah. That, They've had. Like, he had one each. You're being overshadowed by possibly the best goalie to ever play the game in Patua, and you got to play those. You don't think so? No, just the way you said it. I wasn't looking oh. at you, and it just came out. So it hit me. It hit me it right was, in the French. It was, such a, it was yeah. such a great rivalry, and like it was like you would think you'd look back on those Red Wings teams, you're like they probably had this fucking. Unreal stud Hallmark goalie That everybody knows It's Chris Osgood mm-hmm. The mass helped It was We played at Beer League la- This week on No Friday. We played the- a guy He was wearing like He oh, like Chris Osgood The, Ot- the Arctis Urbe My joke was My joke was That, that no one laughed at Was uh, he's Chris Osgood Without the good You should have done With Chris Osbad oh, That's good yeah mm. So yeah Chris Osgood But I like where your head was at Chris Osgood is my pick Just because like Growing up I was a big Avalanche fan and I was always like, fuck, why can't we beat Detroit? They have Chris fucking Osgood in net. And I think you forget how good he was and how steady he was. And then he finished his career in, in St. Louis and kind of just disappeared after that. I don't, he's not a Hall of Famer. But he's got the stats. Really? He's got three cups, man. He's not a Hall of Famer? No. Which, hmm. is pretty, uh, which I find interesting. But, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to pick uh, Chris what Osgood. What was his save percentage? It was 9.05. Oh, yeah, that's a little low. Great. That's a little low, yeah. But he had over 400 wins, but you're just on that stud You're on team. a tough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stud, that fucking, those Red Wings teams were studs. Shanahan, Iserman, yeah. Lindstrom. Larianov. Uh, they had Hatcher, Hatcher for a while, Larianov, Chelios, like, fuck. Christ. Stacked before the fucking salary cap when guys are just like, yeah. I'm staying here forever. And then the Red Wings, then the Red Wings, stacked, then the Red Wings yeah. stacked up again. But, uh, yeah, Chris Osgood off the board. My hockey is done. James, to you for two picks. I'm going to go NFL here, and I'm going to go with the guy that I claim that is, like, your original, your third receiver. Your, I need a first down on third and long. I need a sure hands. He's not overly flashy. Is this a Viking? No. Okay, because I was going to get a little pissy at you. No. Okay. But this is the guy that, you know, if you need to check down and get that first down, and I know John Elway did it a lot, Ed McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey. Ed McCaffrey. I, I haven't heard that name in fucking years. My word. One of my uncles is a big Broncos Holy fan, so shit. I was stuck Ed watching McCaffrey. a lot of Broncos football back in the day. Um, wow. But one guy that always kind of stuck out was that nerdy-looking white guy, Ed McCaffrey, who was just, just sure hands, just... <laughs> Was in the right spot at the right time a lot of places and was the security blanket. Free Wes Welker. Yeah, free Wes Welker, free free Julian Edelman. You know, take your pick of those guys that didn't have the, you know, the flashy ability and all that kind of stuff, but was just there. I think you, what you have to do with this draft, the way I looked at it, was like long career, stats that make you go, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like, they just, they're gone. Yeah. And then when you say their name, you're like, Oh, oh fucking fuck. right! They and were they were they were fucking good when they played, man. And then somehow spawned a super athletic son, like far superior. Is that Christian McCaffrey? That's his dad. That's his dad. That's Never his dad. knew that. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> I would say McCaffrey, one of the like most versatile weapons in the NFL today, mm-hmm. like crazily. Like that, I didn't know that was his fucking dad. Not like his father whatsoever. No, <laughs> short and athletic. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. whereas father was eh, kind of tall. Yeah, but you know, just just a. Yeah, yeah it's like, well, I feel like Elway was Elway was probably like, oh yeah, Ed's here. Ed's, oh, thank God Ed's <laughs> thank here. God is <laughs> it. Do you have like any of his stats at all? Fuck. Let's see. It's it's nothing flashy. He's never going to get into yeah, the I Hall feel like... of Fame, unfortunately. But he's got he's got a couple Super Bowls under his uh, his tenure. Three time Super Bowl champion. Um, I think that's huge. I think you have to have like some championships. That's absolutely huge. I mean, well, give me his his forty times and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Take a guess at his forty time back in the day. Uh. Four five. Four point six nine. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Okay. You know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of his. Oh, here's his career stats. Um, 
finished with <laughs> 7,422 yards. Um, not great. <laughs> 55 touchdowns. It's not at all. <laughs> not, not great. Um, but he averaged 13 yards a catch. So that's that's that, pretty good. So that tells you right there that he's just like, if you're going to get the ball, yeah. you're getting us a first down. Yeah. So do that. I feel like he's, he's probably one of those guys where it's like, we want to keep this guy. He's always on like the verge of getting cut. Yes. And then Elway was like, nah, man, I like that guy. Yeah. Keep that guy. Or he'll yep. keep a friendly contract just so he sticks around mm-hmm. kind of thing. Get that, get to that pension and then. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was there. Frank winners. <laughs> sure. That's a, that's a Packers player who was like good, but Favre was like, no, no, <laughs> like, it, like he's one of mine. It took everything in me to remember who Ed McCaffrey was. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, and you're coming at me with Frank winters. What about Don Beebe? Do you have any Don Beebe no, knowledge? God, no. What the fuck? A Don Beebe. All right, so Ed McCaffrey. Oh, no, it was the old Packers stories where it was Favre, Beebe, and Winters were the three, like, causing ruckus uh, around I, uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. I will say, I'm going to try and tell my buddies from uh, all over to vote this week because I don't think we're going to have a good turnout if we just post it on Saturday. True. These, these names are going to be – you need some sports knowledge. We're going to need one. some sprouts. Yeah. All right, so, uh, James, your second pick. I'm going to go baseball here, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go with a guy that I think was your – I think he was a defensive star. Um there are a number of all-time MLB highlight reels of him making catches out in center field. I apologize, James. I do apologize. NBA is the other one? NBA, NFL. Sorry. NHL, big four. Big, big four. four. Sorry. I thought, it, I thought it was cricket. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with – I was a little shocked when I looked this up that he only has one World Series. Um, but eight-time gold glover, four-time all-star – Probably not good enough stats to get into the Hall of Fame, but I, I'm sure he will be in the St. Louis Hall of Fame at some point. Jim Edmonds. Oh. Okay, are we gonna are we gonna start letting each other guess? I feel like we should be guessing. I, I was it like, feels like we I, should be guessing. I just, I, yeah, just, Jim Edmonds. Yeah. I remember that guy. Was that the guy who made the catch like running fucking yeah. straight backwards in center field? Yeah, that dude was nuts. Laying out Superman style, diving onto the fucking Houston Astros the hill. stupid hill. Yeah. all the fucking time. That dude was like. I always, whenever there was a baseball video game, and you had to like shore up your outfield. Yeah, Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds didn't care how fucking old he was. Now I think he he, I think he suffers from the same thing that, like, Kevin Pillar. I think is one of the more overrated defensive players <laughs> in the world. Great highlight though. He had to dive a lot because he was slow. Yeah. Let's be realistic <laughs> here, okay? Was, yeah. He wasn't diving because he's super athletic. I. I... Nah. Okay, was... wait. Okay, wait. How many diving catches can you picture in your brain of Ken Griffey Jr.? Oh, that's a fair point. <laughs> but I always yeah, think like of Kevin Pillar doing the left field hot, like the that, like jumping off the wall to get that ball. It's no, well, like you can't convince me that guy's. He might be slow. He first, is athletic. The first question I always ask with Pilar is like, is he slow or is he get a bad jump every time? I think it's the first one. Yeah, I would have to see because the defense. The word the word was that like he was pretty quick, but. Like he was fast when you got going. Yeah, you could read. I, I'm not. No, Kevin, I think it's the opposite. I'm I think not, he just didn't trigger well. Yeah, I, I don't think Kevin Pilar. Not like me. I say he's overrated, but I don't think he's a bad defender. But he has a lot of diving catches where it's like, fuck, a lot of guys just run under that somewhere else. <laughs> like, fuck. So, and and I think Jim Edmonds a little bit of. Are that Are we knocking too. the man, the men for knowing where their bread is buttered? What? Who? Kevin Pilar? And Jim Edmonds. Well, well, how was Edmonds at the dish? 280 was a career average. So he knew where his bed was buttered. Yeah. Hey, man, he needs a contract. He knew how to get it. Hey, that's yeah. the guy that late in his career, you sign him as your four, your utility yeah. outfielder, and you just let it ride. But I mean, if he, Kevin Kiermaier. I was fucking about to say Kevin Kiermaier. <laughs> Kevin I Kiermaier. hope Kevin Kiermaier can do that. Jen Edmonds is that's a good badass pick. That, I think, is the first. Um, well, no, Ed McCaffrey was the first Oh that guy, but <laughs> Jim Edmonds is also an Oh that guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to go next. I'm going to go to the NFL this time. Uh, I'm going to pick a guy who, in 2006, had 1,528 yards rushing, had 90 receptions, and 16 touchdowns. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Uh, 2006. Was it a Lewis? It was not. Okay, was it Peyton Hillis? No. I would never pick Peyton Hillis. Oh, six. So who won the Super Bowl? Okay, I don't know who won the Super Bowl. So he came in. Give me the team. He came into the tail end. Give me the team. Hang on. He came into the tail end of the greatest show on turf. Stephen Jackson. Stephen Jackson is my pick. The guy. Jamal Lewis was around when Stephen Jackson was around, right? Yes. Stephen Jackson's been around. I think he's been around since black and white TV. Stephen Jackson was like that guy. He was with the Rams, and they're like, oh, man, they're going to be good forever. And then That's a good pick, Pat. We lost Kurt Warner, and we got Mark Bulger, and we're like, 
But what happened? Steven Jackson. <laughs> Steven Jackson was your guy that got picked high in fantasy leagues every year, had stats, was a great player, wasn't injured too often. And then it was like he was just wasted with the Rams. The Rams loved him. They kept paying him. And then he ended with the Falcons. And it was like, oh, one little short burst in with Atlanta. And then he kind of just fell off. I loved Steven Jackson. because Like the dreads coming out of his helmet. And he just like, he was so fast. And he just scored touchdown. Like that stat line is ridiculous. He was a very good catch. Yeah. Run. Get in the fucking end zone. That's a fantasy QB if I've ever heard. Uh, fantasy running back if I've ever heard one. I think, I think Steven Jackson is the essence of this draft. And he is, fo- he is, he was just forgotten as soon as he retired, and that's just too bad. Mm-hmm. So Stephen Jackson is my pick. My NFL is off the board. Jordan, to you for two picks. Okay, I'm gonna go to hockey. Um, this to me is one of the more mind-boggling, never in the hockey hall of fame type deals. Ooh. I'm gonna take Adam Oates. I thought we were gonna do stats and guess. What? <laughs> you said you don't want oh, us guess. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, you can't guess mine. I'll guess yours. <laughs> so Adam Oates. Um, That's Adam pick. Adam Oates. Yeah. Nineteen year NHL career, not in the Hall of Fame. Um, I think he was he was really well known for his passing. Six time finalist for the Lady Bing Trophy. Sixteenth. Uh, it's funny being like six like six, six times time. like not quite and the, not quite clean enough. And the voting committee can't just toss. I know, right? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Someone sneezes and gets a Norris by accident. <laughs> the like, be- what the are we best doing? part about Adam Oates is uh, you can read stats a little bit after, but it's like uh, he had his stick. He made his stick completely uh, straight at the end, so they could pick the puck off the boards when it's being ring- ringed around. Mm-hmm. Because he was just a magician, like he passing. I don't know what. It, can you tell me how many assists he has? Okay, sixteenth in career scoring, sixth in career assists. That's crazy. One of the 11 players in history to have a 1,000 assists. Hang on. Adam Oates isn't in the Hall of Fame? Isn't in the Hall of Fame. The highest scoring player to never win a Stanley Cup. How is he? Is that? Do you think that's why he's not in the Hall of Fame? I don't, he have a cup? But it doesn't make sense. I, think that's, like, I, think, I don't think cups matter as much in the NHL for some reason than... Like football. Than football. Because football MLB all, is very much you need are some Are they world, ring? Are MLB a little but bit... But it's fucking harder to win while... Well, it is harder to win one in baseball. I would say it's very hard. Uh, to that's win. weird. Tony Gwynn. Well, I mean, Tony Gwynn's one of my favorite players. Tony Gwynn made a decision in his career. Do he, I do I want to do I want to win a uh, World Series or do I want to just play in San Diego? And he did that. But I think yeah, he to- is Hall of Hockey Hall of Fame, 2012. Yeah, I thought it was that's fucking crazy that Adam Oates isn't in the Hall. Oh, of this Fame. list is pretty old. Yeah, nah, fuck it though. Adam Oates, you weren't thinking about him before I said it. Um, <laughs> I also didn't give you a chance, so credit to me. Um. Just a really great player who I just don't that think doesn't get talked about as much, and I think we talk about a lot of like great setup men in history. Um, I think Joe Short, Joe Thornton gets a lot of shine for that. Wayne, obviously, for good reason. I don't think Adam Oates is a name that comes up quickly for a lot of people, mm-hmm. despite being a statistical monster. Mm-hmm. So I'll put Adam Oates there. I like that. I like. I think that's a good pick. So Thank far, you. I think we fade him. I think James. May have went a little too far with Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> I love it. But I, I respect the pick. You know what? Well, since we're talking about football, <laughs> I'm about to get really pissy about something here. There was a Packer oh boy. in the late 90s okay. who was a fucking monster at safety. One of the Safe. best safeties in statistically, actually, in the history of football. I'm not going to be able to guess this. This player actually made the Lambeau leap. After one play, he picked the ball off, went to the house, leapt into the stands. The state, the the statue the Packers made to commemorate the Lambo leap was an un, a nondescript Packers player. Oh, they didn't even like use. They him. didn't even let Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler, okay. All right, thirty-eight career interceptions, twenty and a half sacks as a safety. Wait, how many sacks is 20 and a half sacks as a safety. safety. 721 (laughs) career solo tackles as a safety. Okay. I, I, this has changed, but going back a long time, he was never even a hall of fame semifinalist until the late 2010. So he's in, he is in now. When did he play? He retired in like 2001. Oh, okay. Right, I'm not, Jordan. I'm not gonna lie. I've never heard of this guy, but you're a big Packer fan. I was expecting you to pick a Packer player. First. Like, 
it it was like I have other football players. I I like when you said underrated. I'm like I can think of twenty. Like mm-hmm. I can do that. Mm-hmm. But I have long thought that everyone kind of bounded the table in Packerland for Jerry Kramer. Leroy Butler should have been in before. Like that was the true bullshit in the league. Like I think every team has that one guy. Like for a long time it was um. Bills had Reed. Who was that? There was a receiver for a long time from the four back to back to back to backs. Oh, I think uh, it was Reed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Reed. and that yeah, was yeah. a guy who should have been in a long time. Leroy Butler was Packer. Was the Packers version of that? And if you read those stats, that's in the nineties. That's a, twenty and a half sacks at a time where we're fucking. I have a football guy question for both of you. I've never played. Just watch it. Bet on it responsibly. Um, <laughs> safeties. Yes. Not all there, eh? Depends. I mean, like John, just their job is to just run through people, right? Not, not anymore. Not anymore. No, not anymore. like the years of John Lynch. Or John Lynch, or... Sean Taylor. Those days are gone. Ed Reed. Those days are gone. I would say if you even go back a little further, you got like so who's like, that guy on the Raiders. So if no, you were, Roddy Lott. So sorry, Roddy Lott. So, so free yeah. safety is kind of like that, that that chess piece that you could play, kind of place anywhere in the defense, right? In Canadian football, free safety is typically a single, like a single high guy to take away like seams and hot yeah. passes down the middle. Yeah. In the NFL, they use those guys now more like like the strong safety is more of a linebacker, mm. and then a free safety is more of your like Ed Reed roaming mm. over the top okay. type. And also um, cover your third receiver, cover your tight end guy. Yeah, like it's the tight end more and more like they the nickel receiver is like so prominent now, or the mm-hmm. nickel cover man that like that's like a dedicated position. Like teams will sign guys to just play nickel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like safety in college football is a little more traditional, where you'll see like a true strong and a true free, like guys who have two genuinely different skill sets. Mm. Okay, interesting. Uh, I mean, that's a Packer pick. I knew it was coming. It wasn't actually like I wasn't set in stone. Like I, I had some other names that I'll probably I, have for. I think I'm gonna matches. have to tonight. I'm gonna be lying in bed looking up fucking Leroy Butler. Oh, shit. there's a gr- there's a few great. <laughs> Does like, he like fucking destroy some guys in some hits? He wasn't too much of that guy, oh, but he like was that. like the sure tackle, always get pick the ball off. Like he was just steady. Like he was just. I think maybe that's why. Like he didn't necessarily fit into the '90s version of like a John Lynch. Like. Mm-hmm. He could hit, but he wasn't hitting to kill. He was hitting to tackle. Like, he was an efficient player. All right. Uh, to me, I'm going to go with the NBA. Hooping. Two stats I can give you. See if you guys can figure it out. He has four NBA titles, two All-Star Game appearances. That's it. That's what makes him. That's When he retires, that is his. When he retired, that was his oh, biggest side. Did you just slip up? He was, he's retired. Okay. Yeah. And I and he was he played with arguably the one guy that is probably I think big basketball guy the most undervalued underappreciated player in the history of the NBA. But I, I'm not gonna pick him just because he's such a name. So it's it was like his running mate for a while. There was three of them that were really tight and they stuck together for a really long time. I'm gonna pick Manu, Manu Ginobili. Oh, Manu Ginobili was. Oh, you're thinking of Tim Duncan when yeah. you say yeah. Tim Duncan. I think is criminally underrated. I, would I agree. Yeah. I'm, I, if you were to make a list of the top ten players in NBA history, if you don't put Tim Duncan in the hall in that top ten, you're a fucking crazy. Person. I mean, that's giving away picks because my fourth round pick, if James doesn't take him, was going to be Tim Duncan. I don't think. Like, you know what? I would have. <laughs> I'm like sitting here waiting would, to take I, Tim Duncan. Principle. I would have vetoed that. Why? Because I don't think he's. He fits for what we're going with. I think. I see, but he is list. underrated. I, absolutely underrated. But you, this isn't the. That's this not the like vibe. The, like Manny Ginobili was the guy that like caused havoc. Not, he didn't really do anything great. He got to the basket, got his ass kicked, had the worst hairline of all time. <laughs> what was was he a shooting guard? He was a shooting guard, small forward. Just Jesus, he yeah. was just all over the place. He was so he yeah he was a wing player who went to the hoop right. He was the guy who Fuck fit me. into that's tough. Pop's, <laughs> Pop's strategy. And bought in, and Papa's like, you have a spot for life as long as you want it. And he was like, good, because I'm staying. Yeah. Because my Tony, name's Manu, and what else am I going to do? Him and Tony Parker and Tim Duncan and Robinson for a little bit. It was just, he just fit, and he's got he's got four titles, man. Four championships. Can't argue with that. Two All-Star games. That's That just shows him that you were, like, playing out of your mind for two years, and then, then you came crashing back down to earth and you're like i'm really kind of a, a high-end was high it end role was it that or was he just like for those two years did people like did woke basketball be like hey man this guy's really good i think there was like they were sipping the kool-aid it was probably during his time i don't know when he got made the All-Star when the spurs game. were cooking it was probably when they were cooking in those four and like in those in that dynasty your phone's here yeah, if you want thank to look. you 
Um, so I, <laughs> I just think he did a lot of good, a lot of things well, not a lot of good things, not a lot of things great. And I think mm. it fits in this mold of being underrated, underappreciated to the point where it's like he retired and people immediately forgot about Manu Ginobili. So uh, that was my third pick. I like James, that pick. Two picks for you. That also fits into the remember that guy. Not not as much remember that guy as I'd like. So, but we will do that draft eventually. But my example in my head for the oh yeah that guy. First guy that comes to mind, Chuck Knobloch. Oh, That's my yeah, first, that oh, oh, hey, that guy. Oh, yeah. I think James guy. agrees with me. But, <laughs> man, I was at the, the antique he had store his at the Forks stupid yesterday. Stupid. what, sir? I was at the antique store at the Forks yesterday, mm-hmm. and they had... You saw uh, Chuck Knobloch? They had the fucking... <laughs> whatchamacallit? Uh, the guy who makes Spawn. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Ed McFarlane? Something McFarlane. Yeah, the McFarlane it's action figures. It's something McFarlane, yeah. Remember those sports action figures? Mm-hmm. They had a fucking Chuck Knobloch one. I was like, they got to pay you to take that home. I was like, who the fuck I wonder how much it costs. Uh, you it didn't buy that? Cheap. No, I was close. You should have fucked. Just a, to see you. They had a whole bunch of Yankees there, too. What were you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I just, I you know I just bought what? my North End shirt. I didn't want to. Oh, then then you got to take it home and be like, then Chuck what? Knobloch figurine. What am I gonna do with these fucking figurines? <laughs> then you gotta explain who Chuck Knobloch is. I have a is. Diamond Dallas Page bobblehead because of this podcast. For fuck's sake, <laughs> figure <true>. it out. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go basketball here. I'm gonna go. Okay, we're gonna let the guessing happen here. 14 year career. What sport? Sorry. Basketball. Okay. 14 year career. Uh-huh. Um, is it the NBA? Started in 2000, retired after the 2012 2013 season. The bulk of his years with Detroit. Ben Wallace. No. 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 Um, Chauncey Billups. No. Tayshawn Prince. Has one championship and three All-Stars. Ooh. Oh, um, Was the championship with the Pistons? Yes, in 2004. Did he play for Portland? He did not. Okay, then it's not. I have no idea. Wait. I got it. Rasheed Wallace. Wrong. That's what I was thinking. He didn't play. He played for Portland. So. Rip Hamilton. Rip fucking oh, Hamilton. Him and his fucking face mask. Oh, that's the best. That's face mask guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, that is a fucking great. Pick. He was. Uh, you're just your one of your typical. I need him on my roster for the sixth guy off the fucking. And the year he won that, you know, the, the year he won that NBA championship, he was a fucking big part of that. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. It's crazy to see how much he didn't do. Like, being only a three-time All-Star with how popular it was was a little bizarre, especially because I know they were doing fan voting back then. So mm-hmm. that's a little shocking to me. Um, how many years? Like, he had three years with Washington and, and two years with Chicago. So, like, he didn't have that long of a career with Detroit. I'm shocked that he didn't finish with Detroit uh, kind of thing. That Detroit dynasty there where they went to the finals like three or four times, I think. Mm-hmm. He they're so quickly forgotten. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like even the like the bad boys, those Pistons yeah. teams, like oh yeah, the bad boys. But like that Larry Brown era Pistons team. Yep. People forget about it all the time. Because they didn't they just had no flash. They had nothing to remember. No, that right? was what it was. They had, get... Wait, the bad boy pistons? No, yeah. no, no. The the Larry Brown. Oh, pistons. I was gonna say I yeah. fucking love Because Jordan Young picked an NBA, so I won't say it, but there was like a couple of guys, like there was one big guy that like all he did was play defense. Yeah. And he was the best at it. And then you had other guys on that team, I think I named them all. Yeah. It's just like those guys, it's like you put them on the other team, no one fucking cares. But they worked together. Yep. That's what it was. Yep. Oh, that's fucking great. What do you think that f- everybody was? I remember broadcasting like, "What do you think Rip Hamilton's face mask smells like?" Oh, like, what a question to ask. Not great. What a I question. Probably to tell ask. you that. Like, <laughs> not great. Um, then for my next pick, I'm gonna go hockey. Um, yeah, I think this is another guy that I think kind of got forgotten about because he went back to Russia. Um, oh. Uh. After you know he had a he, he got picked up out of the Russian league, was on those Detroit Red Wings dynasties um in the 2000s not the 90s Red oh Wings, i know it is but the 2000s i know you're too i know you're too i say it go for it pavel datsuk absolutely ah, fuck yeah pavel oh. datsuk um i don't think he's underrated i think he is i think he's forgotten man that dude was fucking legit for like a very short period of time he was one of the I best i think if you ask any hockey fan like if you're just like some who was a like if you said who was a great recent red ring that name will come up pretty fast i you know right what? but I, I don't think it would come up Lindstrom, maybe. Well, your Eisermans. No, I'm saying recent. I like Eiserman was late. Okay, 90s. that's a different question. But if you were to ask, like, oh, the all best... time, but that's only, the, but that's only because of depth. That's only because like there's been a lot of Red Wings. I guess so. Yeah, 
I think for me, it's more so how quickly he's been forgotten. Uh, that's what it is. That's right? What... Like he only, he left the team after the 2016 season, and which isn't that long ago. But I feel like nobody's mentioned him in ages. And I don't know if it's the bias against the Russian Hockey League, and and then especially with what's going on now in today's world, mm. right? But but even then, I think the way that he kind of left the NHL to go play in the KHL was a little controversial. He was also never a flashy guy, right? No, he just showed up, played hockey, and that was it. Well, he was flashy with the puck, like the no, like off the ice, like off the ice. No, no, no man. sound bites, no, no nothing. One hundred seventy first overall pick. That's fucked. Well, that that was during that era of like Detroit, like picking all these fucking guys. Diamonds in the rough, and, and yeah. they just found them, and they were just they built off that for yeah. years. Yeah, no, I I, I think years. it's just, I think it's interesting how he's just kind of disappeared. Like it's, I don't know. I think he's. <laughs> I remember when he was playing. I mean, you talk about those Red Wings teams and and the shit that he was doing with the puck, and fuck, he was crazy. Like, well, I guess when you look at it, he, his highest points was eighty two. And that's what I mean. Oh, like, no, that's games. Sorry, sorry. Points. Yeah, they had 100 points at one point. 97, 97, 87. Yeah, he had a four-year window where he was really, really dominant and then kind of just... But even then, like, dominant, like, it's 97 points that dominant. Well, it looks like injuries kind of took yeah, over, too. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But, yeah. It's a good pick, James. It's, I, like those, I like those last two picks. Fuck, I love random sports people. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world. All right, it's to me, I need... What do I need? I need... I have NBA. I need baseball and miscellaneous. I think I'm going to leave miscellaneous to the end because I think we can kind of go all over the place. All right, so here we go. This one, stats are quite impressive, but I think it fits the mold of the draft. So he, had, he won two Cy Youngs. He was a four-time All-Star. He's won three World Series. He has over 1,700 career strikeouts, and his ERA is just over 3.7. Can I at least, can we get a team? Oh, the, the team would give it away. Andy Pettit? No, that would have been a good one to pick, though. That would have been a good one to pick. Weirdest, can we at least... one of the weirdest deliveries of all time. Can, Randy, no. Fuck, I was in Randy Johnson. Could you imagine? Okay, at least give at least give us the... Uh, National League. National League. Color of the uniform? Weird delivery. Orange, go with orange. Orange is in the... Uh, Sunny Gray? No, that's a good pick. Sunny Gray. No, but no. An Oriole, right? So I'm picking. Tim Lincecum. No, NL. Tim Lincecum is my pick. Oh, so fuck. How did I mess that up? Tim Lincecum. You giving me the jersey color was that. Yeah. Tim Lincecum. His curveball was awesome. I love Sunny Gray. I remember just the whip of that pitch. Mm -hmm. Just like his dad, like he got to the pros and his dad was like, nobody touches his. One of the most interesting articles I've ever read of like his dad, like legitimately took Tim. His that ever like he his dad literally took different things from different pitchers and made it and taught Tim how to pitch. And it was based off his size. It was wild. Well, he was so tiny and he weighed nothing. And the whip that he would throw that ball. I remember watching like his first couple seasons. Like man, this guy is gonna be so good for the shortest period of time because yeah. his body is not gonna be able to Can't hold handle that. that torque. And then after a while, that it did take its toll and he became like at the end he was just in the bullpen, but. You, Which where he should have stayed. But. Four to five. He could have been a good closer. Absolutely. Four to five seasons. That guy was a fucking dominant, as dominant as anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. All gas. Yep. He just didn't have the staying power because that delivery was so hard on his body. Yep. And then he retired, and he's gone. And he had like he was a pasty kid, the long black hair, scraggly. That like, guy walk. Just... That guy's walking down the street. You're like, there's no way that guy's a pro athlete. <laughs> and now he could probably live his life like that dude. No one's stopping Tim Linscum except for like diehard baseball fans who are like, holy fuck, that's Tim Linscum. Nobody knows who that guy is. And I think for that short window of time, that dude fucking chucked. Yeah. And he was the best, one of the best pitchers in baseball. So I think that fits the mold of this draft. So Tim Lincecum, my MLB pick off the board. Jordan, to you, your last two picks. Okay. I'll go basketball first. Um, not the thing I know the most about, but this is a name I've known for some time because I was just like curious um, once about this team's kind of run. Three-time NBA champion, seven-time NBA All-Star, All-NBA first team in 1987, three-time NBA All-Defense first team, two-time NBA sixth man of the year. 86. Shouldn't 
that resume is nasty, right? That's a nasty. Shouldn't one. we know exactly who that yeah, is? You should. That's a great resume. This is Kevin McHale. That's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin McHale. That dude. Do you want to talk about guys who don't look like pro athletes? That's <laughs> I. So I first like. I remember it was when like the Celtics were doing the whole um, when they were doing the whole Paul Pierce Kevin Garnett thing, mm-hmm. and Mikhail was doing something for them. I think he was in the organization. I think he was the GM or something, president or something. And I remember being like, oh, like, and then there was that old clip where there's that guy from Boston who's like, the Celtics are the boss or whatever the fuck he says, <laughs> and he was like talking. He said Mikhail, and I was like, I know Bird. Don't know who this Mikhail character is. If you- if you really look at NBA history, though, Kevin McHale, I get why you picked him, and I agree you should he should be he could be on this draft. Yeah, he still ranks in the top. I think he was in the top seventy five all time. I think he was yeah. on that list. I don't. But remember but for the sure, thing but. is, is like I don't think anyone could ever like I was just I remember going down that rabbit hole and being like this guy's like pretty legit. Like he was he was Pippin he was Bird's Pippin. Oh, absolutely, and, and, and no he, one. No one thinks about him they, they ever. Kept, they, he kept them afloat when Bird was like his back was deteriorating. McHale yeah. was still there, and he kept he kept that place afloat a lot yeah. of times. Like a, just, I just always thought he was someone who's like Kevin fucking Kevin McHale. Like just, and also there's an actor nowadays who like is in even more famous Kevin McHale. <laughs> so Kevin McHale doesn't even come up first on like a Google search. <laughs> right, I guess not. Um, true, yeah. But I always just find that like kind of funny, just because like if you look at that. I've always thought reading that stat line that he should be like an automatic thought and mm. <laughs> like yeah. instantly it's like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> All right. I'll go to my last pick. Um, do you know who scored the most international soccer goals in history? Thomas Mueller. Nope. No, I, I don't know soccer. So I'm not going to guess. So this person happens to be Canadian. So what's the name? Christine Sinclair. Oh. Oh. Oh, you got us. Underappreciated outside of Canada for sure. Yep. That's where I'm She's that's where legit. I'm going. Like, yeah, every Canadian. That's that's where I'm going. And yeah. I actually don't know if every Canadian because like women's soccer is still on the rise. I don't think it's like it's definitely grown a lot, but is it like I don't know if Chris I still am not sure Christine Sinclair is a household name. I'm no. not sure. Uh, in Canada, I would say. I don't, because I've asked, like, my older family members don't know who she is. You know what? She's, yeah, but are they, are they watching soccer to begin and, with? And are they up to date with sports like, in general? Like, uh, like the major four. But, like, this is a team that's, like, regularly one of the best at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I think they, 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 they won the Olympics, right? Yeah. And, or lost the World Cup. One of the two. They lost the World Cup. She's arguably... Or, like, kind of, like, you could say she's the best, one of the best women soccer players of all time. She kept it afloat for a long time and kept it prominent while that team was, was building some depth. You know what? The best part about Christine Sinclair? Doesn't give a fuck. Nope. Nope. Typical Canadian, right? Doesn't give a fuck. Just, take, just goes to work. And I think, I think, like, if you look at that, like, the most international goals of all time in a sport. Which is crazy. Is fucking bananas. I think the I think the very underrated part of that is that she didn't have a lot of like the gifted athletic skills that a lot of other players And who was did. feeding her the fucking ball? It's not like she had a midfield that was like, hey Christine, off you go. Uh I think they had some pretty good center forwards, but um she she was not fast. Um she was not the best dribbler out there. Um, but what she did have was smarts and knowledge of being at the right place at the right time and, and having a good finish. I feel like that. I feel like yeah. that's a lot of soccer. You got to know where you got to be. I feel like there's so much about soccer I don't know. Like yeah, Lewandowski is a good example of a dude who just fucking knows, knows how to where put to the be. ball in the fucking Ronaldo net. too. Now Ronaldo has some very high end skills, um, but and this pains me because I'm a messy guy. Um, he's dribbling at you. Uh, yeah, well, I think uh, Messi's the better dribbler overall, but the speed at which Ronaldo comes at you with is is something else. Pace. It, and yeah, and his ability, one of the best headers in the world, Ronaldo. I will give Cristiano Ronaldo that, even in his advanced age right now, um, his ability to go up and get that motherfucker and put it in the back of the net. I think that's what a lot of Chris, Christine Sinclair has, mm. minus the speed. Right. Okay, Christine Sinclair, good pick. Mm-hmm. That is that is that fits the mold. All right, so me, my last pick. Uh, this land, I went with like rugby. No. Oh. Um, hashtag not a wrestling podcast. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. Um, Mr. Perfect. 
I think Mr. Perfect might be the most underappreciated, under mostly just underappreciated wrestler in the history of what a wrestling. Great Royal Rumble this past week. I just think that guy was put in the wrong era. You think Kurt Henning? Is that him? Yeah. Okay. Kurt Henning. He you put him in if he's I just want to confirm. Yeah, if like, he's now in wrestling, he's a champ. He's the world champ. Are you sure? Yes. Is, isn't he yeah, Chad think, Gable? No, he's not. What? What? No. Did that's, you say Kurt Henning? Chad Gable? I'm going to need you to fucking leave. I'm going to need you to fucking that leave. That was fun. No, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. That guy. The, I enjoyed that. Perfect. That was really worth it. Mr. That was perfect worth saying. Had charisma. He had the moves in the ring. He had the, he had the ability with the mic, and he had a great fucking persona. Just never missed. I think I love the perfect plex. Like seeing like the dark side of the ring and like all those cartoons right now that tell the stories. Oh, that's um, the best. Those, those such so made for TikTok. I'm getting the vibe that that Henning was very just happy being the locker room champ. I th- I think because Henning looked at the landscape of wrestling at the time and was like looked at his body type and was like I'm never gonna be the headliner. I'm never gonna be Hogan. So yeah. let's be liked to the point where I can stay relevant and still make my money. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think it's it's criminal how much he could have done if he was a little. Who is Kurt Henning now? Who is Kurt Henning now? That's a good question. I would compare him maybe to like a Seth Rollins. Really? MJF. That's good. Uh, Oh, I think MJF is his own. No, no, I think MJF lacks a lot in the ring. True. He he would tell you very differently. Kurt Henning Henning would go, and I think a lot like ask a lot of people who are like. Their favorite matches. CM Punk, but not as edgy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No. Not, much, not as much of a dick in the locker room either. Apparently, the, the, there's a lot of stuff that's turning that around. Oh, because James coming talks. back around. No, no, no. James coming back I'm, around. I'm he's he's see... still under contract with them. Yeah, but I'm seeing lots of talks that WWE wants him back and that and even now what he's been doing it back in backstage at AEW is like he's not as bad I think it was just a bad period yeah, that I think people he's a moody blew little up. bitch is what it is probably yeah and like he just they caught him at a bad day and then like I think the, the young bucks I mean we're not in wrestling podcast but fuck them they probably ruined a lot of shit yeah and I think that's why Cody left the young bucks is why that's I, not, yeah I, mean, I thought it was Tony Khan was what they I, think, were I think it was a mixture of Tony Khan listening to too much of the young bucks and listening to too much of Tony or Kenny Omega mm. and Cody was like you know what I made myself a new star. See you fucking later. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's hard to I'm, say he was wrong considering this week. And like, I mean, he's yeah. he's gonna headline WrestleMania. He's not wrong. So, and I think Mr. Perfect, like, gone too soon. I think if you would have kept him, if he would have stayed, if you would have, if he's still alive today, he is one of the most important people in NXT in their like developmental. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the yeah. way he could teach them in the ring, outside the ring, on the mic, anything. I think we're missing a lot of that, and I think he's criminally underappreciated. What happened to his heart history. attack? Cocaine overdose. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> Caught up in the lifestyle, man. Yeah. All right, uh, James, your last pick, and then we'll do some honorable mention. Okay. Um, well, I think this past weekend at the Winter X Games solidified this pick. Um, I think this is a guy that, considering Winter X Games, consider, let us guess. Considering, <laughs> considering what's the, the sport? <laughs> I'm not. I don't even have to tell you the sport. Um, he's a name in Canada that you only hear about every four years because of the Olympics. Mark McMorris. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think he's on the subway so things. This weekend, he broke the record for most Winter X yeah, Games good medals. For him. Good oh. for him. He has 22 X Games medals. 22 X Games. 29 years know, old. I don't know a lot about the X Games. I feel like that's a lot. That is a lot. It's every <laughs> every year. Every year. Um, the Winter X Games was a little different. So Winter X Games they only do once a year. Mm. Summer X Games they do a couple different ones. Um, just different, just different. They just different treat venues. that more like a tour. Yeah, that one's a little bit. That one's I don't know I don't because you love can it take it to lower to countries like Sao Paulo. Yeah, yeah. Well, they yada. do China. The big thing right now for X Games, like a lot wait, of sports, wait, is go to China wait. and China, China, China. Um, so I think his Winter Olympics has been a little underwhelming. Three bronzes each year that he's been in the Olympics, he's only gotten a Cut bronze him. out of it. I feel like there's a lot more pressure in the Olympics. I can especially that. for him because every time it's the Olympics it's fuck here's our golden boy yeah. here's our golden boy all the pressure's on him Sean White Mosey's back well Sean White then decides that you know what I'm gonna I took the last two years off I'm gonna fucking dust off the board and get back out there and, <laughs> and win my sponsorship money's dry and, 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 and just win or come second um yeah so, <laughs> but yeah he's got 11 gold medals at the X Games now I think for people that don't don't understand snowboarding and I guess extreme sports if that's what you want to say the athletes that compete in those events much prefer... They see the X Games as a higher honor 
than the Olympics. Yeah. The Olympics is a pain in the ass for them because <laughs> it completely ruins their whole fucking schedule. Yeah. Right? It, it, you make no fucking money off but of it. But you can't not do it. But you got to fucking do it or else you're... Because your global exposure yes. is, you is nuts. Yeah. You need that. He's got one world championship. He's also suffered through a lot of injuries and he had like one really fucking catastrophic injury um, doing back country snowboarding and all that kind of shit that kept him out for over a whole year so for him to do all of this um is pretty amazing he was also at 29 years old the oldest competitor in the slope style event 29 well 29. there's like like x games so. has like 16 yeah. year olds skateboarding it's now fucking it's fucking weird changed. and even snowboarding too they got fucking 16 year olds out there and they're just absolutely fucking, fucking ripping it children um but yeah i think he's just a little underrated because it's an extreme sport it's not mainstream um, it's tough. There's not a lot of exposure to it. Even X Games nowadays doesn't have the same airtime as it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to make a point of watching it. I've always, I'm a, I'm a snowboarder. I just haven't snowboarded in the last few years. It's kind of tough uh, in Winnipeg. It is tough in Winnipeg. <laughs> um, not exactly a lot of uh, lot of options. But yeah, like watching him do it, they call him the closer as well because he usually puts up some fucking duds of runs, and then all of a sudden his last one he just. Absolutely fucking gives her tits and it's a sick fucking nickname. Yeah, they call him the closer. The closer. Um but yeah, I think Mark McMorris, highly underrated athlete. Alright, I like it. So uh recap. Jordan went first. He had Carlos Delgado, Adam Oates, Leroy Butler, Kevin McHale, and Christine Sinclair. I went second. I had Chris Osgood, Steven Jackson, Manu Ginobili, Tin Limsicum, and Mr. Perfect. And James went last. He had Ed McCaffrey, Jim Edmonds, Rip Hamilton, Pavel Datsuk, and Mark McMorris. An amazing grouping of lists of names on a page. It's, I just, mm, love love it. Uh, honorable mentions, Jordan, do you have any? Uh, I do, but considering what I think will come down the road, I will say none of them. Okay, fair, fair. James? Uh, Dan Marino, because he never won a Super Bowl. True. Um, junkyard Dog, just because he was... J-Y-D! Like the wrestler or no, the no, basketball no. player? Both! Player. Oh. Basketball player, yeah. J-Y-D. Um, Fuck that Toronto love him. You brought it up in our group yes, chat, Bernie Williams. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll do one of each. I got uh, Larry Walker for baseball. Mm. I got uh, Jason Kidd from basketball. Mm. Fucking awful shooter. Uh, uh, is yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have yeah, yeah. Drew Bledsoe for the NFL. Forty-four thousand <sighs> passing yards. No one got cucked in football like Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> that guy was an all-time Him, cucker. Vinny Testaverde. Oh, that's Fuck, good. that's another yeah. name. <laughs> uh, from the NHL, I, I'm going to go with Peter Bondra. Oh, yeah. 500 goals, not in the Hall of Fame. My backup NHL pick was Alexander McGillian. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that was, yeah. And then miscellaneous, uh, I got a couple UFC guys, but go Rich Franklin. He was the man at middleweight, and then... The Anderson, professor. And then, or the teacher. The ace. He was, he was a teacher. He was a teacher, right, right. And right. then uh, Anderson Silva came in, and they were like, Rich who? Yeah, just fucking ran rough shot. So you're going to vote on Saturday for your favorite list of underappreciated, underrated athletes. And then you're going to come back on Thursday, but you're going to vote on the weekend. But you're going to come back on Thursday for another episode of Beerly Standing. <laughs>